Welcome to the Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. You're listening to our weekly worship service message. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you all for leading so beautifully and thank you again for being here today and allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. I always like to make an attempt, a little humor at the beginning of a message. Um, years ago, uh, my, my grandfather told me that he had seen the Titanic and he knew from the beginning that this ship was going to sink and, and he had warned people but, but no one would listen and my granddad was a brave man, and he did not give up easily. He, he on many occasions told them again and again and again that the ship was going to sink until they kicked him out of the cinema. <laughs> check, check, is this working? That joke just sank. <laughs> they didn't appreciate him, him telling how it was going to end just to move. Anyway. Think about it. So thankful you're here today. Some of y'all are here today because this church is your home, church home, and you're committed to come. And I just want to say on behalf of the staff, we so appreciate when we see believers and Christians be committed to come into God's house to worship and to be a part of the ministries of this church. So thank you for coming today. If you're a member here today, Thank you so much for your commitment. Maybe you're here today and you came at the invitation of a friend or a family member. And I just want to say thank you for inviting someone to come with you. And if you are a guest, you are our, our special guest. And we are so grateful that you are here today. You could have been many other places. I know how comfortable that bed was this morning when the rain was hitting your roof and and just gently blowing across. You could have been in bed, but I'm so glad you got up and came. Some of you all are here today because you're, you're looking. You're looking for answers in your life. You're searching for direction. Uh, you're looking for salvation. You're looking for hope. You find yourself in a situation where you're, you're barely hanging on. You need hope. So glad that you're here today. You could have been many other places, trying to find answers in many other places. Thank you so much for being here today in this place. In our scripture passage today, we see the Hebrew writer writing first century Christians who were on the verge of giving up. Why were some of these converts on the verge of giving up? Because they were being tested. They were being persecuted. They were being physically assaulted and some were even being put in prison because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And while some of these believers counted it joy and a privilege to suffer for the cause of Christ, there were others who decided that they had it better before coming to Christ, that they were going to revert back to their old ways. They were wavering in their faith and, and they decided they'd go back to their old way of religion, to go back to practicing Judaism. And they would go back to the familiar instead of being persecuted for their faith in Jesus Christ. 
And maybe you're here today and, and you're on the verge of, of going backward. Maybe you're in, tempted not to revert back to some old religion, but to revert back to some old way of life. And you thought it was easier before coming to Christ. I didn't feel guilty. I didn't feel convicted. I can just live like everybody else and everything can be hunky-dory rosy all the time. But let me tell you, it's worth staying in the race for Christ. It's worth suffering for a short time in this old world to have the hope of eternal life. For the last several weeks, we've been going through a series. As we come to a close of this series, we've been talking about building our lives on the promises of God. And we have been looking at some of God's great and wonderful promises through His Word and how they help us to weather the storms of this life and to stay in the race when we feel like dropping out when we're tired or frustrated. And today I'm so thankful that we come to yet another great promise found in Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 19, as the Hebrew writer was trying to encourage those converts, those early Christians who were at the verge of giving up or, or going back to their old ways. He said, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And not only is that a great truth, a great promise, but I felt led to parallel this verse with one of the greatest passages in all of God's Word, probably the most recognized, if not the most memorized verse in all of Scripture, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. It's obvious that some of you are here today and you are overwhelmed. Or maybe you're here today and you are overworked or you feel overlooked or you're overly exhausted and you're hanging on by a thread and this message is for you that God will give you hope if you would accept Him into your heart. You see, we, here in the first part of this verse, we have this hope. First part of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Jesus Christ is our hope. We learned last week that all of us are sinners in need of God's grace. And we read in 1 John 4, 9 that God showed His love among us by sending His one and only Son, Jesus, into the world that we might live through Him. And then in verse 10 of, of 1 John of chapter 4, this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Paul said it this way in Romans 5 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. Isn't that great news? That while we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. When you feel like giving up, when you feel like going back to your old ways, I've said this so many times, 
and you've heard me say it, if Jesus Christ, if God never answered another prayer, never did another thing for us, hasn't he already done enough by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for you and me? Isn't that enough for us to be eternally grateful for giving us salvation and hope to motivate us to keep on keeping on? And I love what Isaiah said in Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. Some of y'all are here today and you're ready to just drop out and, and you've grown faint. And, and I'm going to pray that God is going to scoop you up on wings like eagles and carry you and me to a place of redemption, to a place of peace, to a place of hope. And who needs hope today anyway? Well, it's the elderly man who's standing wearily in the ICU holding his only love by the hand, can barely remember a day that he's not been by her side, and now the doctor comes in and says, it's time for her to go, it's time for you to say goodbye. He needs hope. It's the executive, the CEO, sitting behind his large desk in his large office. His handshake is firm, his voice is confident, but inside he knows that his business is going under. He needs hope. It's the wife, it's the mother whose husband out of nowhere decides he's going to leave her and the children because the grass looks greener on the other side. That wife, that mother needs hope. It's you, it's me, it's that person who's grown weary and you're wondering if God has forgotten about you. You've prayed, you've prayed, you've prayed, yet you've not seen answers to your prayer and you're ready to, to give up. You think he's forgotten about you. Even Jesus Christ, when he was dying on the cross, said in Mark 15, 34, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of you are here today and you feel like God has forsaken you. And the truth is, God loved you and me so much. He hadn't forgotten about you. His timing is perfect. There is a reason and a season for everything we go to. And I pray that we're growing stronger in our faith, knowing that God loves us and He's going to pull us through because we have this hope. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. But then we have this hope as an anchor for the soul that whoever would believe in Him should not perish. Whoever believes in Him. I'm so grateful today that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. What is an anchor anyway? An anchor holds a, a boat or a ship in place. It holds it steady. When the winds and waves come, so that boat, that ship will not be tossed about, you drop that anchor to hold you steady. Uh, the anchor is a symbol of hope. Did you know that death and disappointment and, and sickness and, and failure and, 
and all the things in this world cannot take away our hope in Christ Jesus. For anyone who would believe, for everyone who believes, I'm so thankful today that, that our faith is our anchor. Our faith is what gives us hope, our faith in Christ Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, we have this hope or we have faith uh, as confidence because this faith is what holds us together when life begins to fall apart. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. And I love Paul's take on that as 2 Corinthians 5.7. We walk by, we live by faith, not by sight. Some of y'all are here today and you're looking at everything that's going on right now and your faith is waning, your, your faith is, is being tested. But we don't walk by faith, we don't live, uh, we don't walk by sight, rather we live by faith. And I pray today that if you're ready to give up, don't you give up, you stay in. Because Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Did you hear that? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Are you earnestly seeking the Lord today? What are you seeking if you seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, and His righteousness, all these other things will be added or given unto you. You wonder why you're not being blessed with a spouse. You wonder why you're not being blessed with the job. You wonder why you're not being blessed in your situation or on your team or at your school. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these other things will be taken care of. Many times we seek everything and everyone else first, and God's down here. He's low on the totem pole. He wants to be first. And then he'll take care of all these other worries and fears and craziness. I love that years ago I went through a series out of another Max Licato book called 316, Numbers of Hope. And in that book, Max Licato was looking at John 316, and, and he talked about the the whoever policy. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him. The whoever policy is God's grace for all of us. Whoever you are, no matter what you've done, whoever believes in him. And he went on to say that the whoever can also mean wherever. Do you remember in Luke chapter 15, the parable of the prodigal son? Do you remember that there was a man who had two sons and the younger one came and, and he wanted his share of the estate? And you remember his father gave him his share of the estate. And then in verse 13 of Luke chapter 15, it said that this younger son set off for a distant country or a far land and there squandered his wealth and wild living. He went to a distant country. Some of y'all are here today and you've been living in a distant country. You've been living in a far land. 
And I'm not talking geographically, I'm talking spiritually. You know you've been a long way away from God. And here's the beautiful thing, the whoever policy means that no matter where you are spiritually, you're not so far away that you cannot come home. That you cannot come back to the Father's love and be forgiven and have a fresh start with Jesus. I love, uh, again, in, in John chapter 3, verse 18, it said, whoever believes is not condemned, uh, but whoever does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. And then in 2 Peter chapter uh, 2, uh, verses, uh, chapter 3, verse 9, it said, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Did you hear that? The reason Jesus Christ has not yet returned, he's wanting as many people as possible to come to him to repent from their sin and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We have this hope for those who believe. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. You know what makes us different than your pet goldfish? We have a soul. What makes us different than animals? We are united to God through our soul. And for those of us who believe, one day our soul will go to heaven to be with our Heavenly Father forever and ever and ever. I don't know about you, but I want to be among those who go to be with my Father in heaven one day. That's the whoever policy. Whoever would believe in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. We have this Hope is an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. What does that mean? That we don't have to worry about our eternal uh, destination because we have a firm and secure reservation when we've placed our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And we know we're living our life for the one who is willing to die for you and me. Paul said it this way in 1 Timothy 4.10, we have this living hope for God is salvation to all the people or Savior to all the people, especially those who believe. And then Jesus gave this beautiful description in John chapter 14 before going to the cross when he told his disciples and you and me, and I've used it at so many funerals, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. I want to ask you today, do you know the way to the place where Jesus was going? That place is heaven, it's eternal life. And Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father 
except through me. We shared that verse last Sunday. It's only through Christ that we can have salvation and that we can have hope. You know what? It breaks my heart that people die every day, every second, without Christ. Every day. That's why last Sunday I challenged you in your bulletin, there was a, the sheet that, that asked you to write down three names or three families of someone lost or in church that you will begin to pray for them that they might come to know Christ and you would invite them to come with you on Easter Sunday to church. The best shot we have of, of reaching people is when they can hear the Word of God and that they might come to be a part. So even now, be praying for at least three that are lost or in church, not trying to take somebody, again, from their church if they're already going somewhere, but you've got lost family members, lost neighbors, lost friends. You're praying for them, and you're going to invite them to come. And actually, out on the round table as you're leaving today, there's invitation cards for Easter Sunday. Take a, a handful, pass them out at work or at school or on your team, and, and don't be ashamed to say, I'd like to invite you, because you might be the, the instrument God's going to use to bring someone to salvation in Jesus Christ. I would sure hate to think that we had an area of influence, that we were silent, when we could have boldly shared our faith in Christ and helped someone stay away from a devil's hell into eternal life. Today, I pray that you would leave here with, with hope because we have hope in, in Christ. I want to close by sharing a story that I read in Max Licato's book, Unshakable Hope. And uh, it was a story of a man named Russell uh, Keslow Carter. He lived many years ago. And uh, Russell was a uh, gifted athlete. He was a gifted student. Um, he would go on to be an instructor at the Pennsylvania Military Academy. And then he lived a very uh, uh, diverse and, and fruitful life as for stints he was a minister, he was a, a doctor, and even a songwriter at different times. So he, had, he led a fruitful and diverse life. And, but at age 30, he was diagnosed with a critical heart ailment that took him to the, the brink of death. And at that point, when Russell Carter was thinking that the end might be near, he knelt down and he made a promise to God. He said, whether I'm healed or not, from this moment on, I fully and faithfully consecrate, consecrate means to commit my life fully to the service of God. Whether I'm healed or not, I fully and faithfully consecrate, consecrate, commit my life to the service of God. And then he would go on during that time to get into God's Word and study its scriptures, and he found that, that those promises sustained him and strengthened him. And guess what? He lived for another 49 years with a healthy heart and he gave God all the glory because of the hope that he had in Christ. And you might even recognize 
A song that he wrote through that season is in your hymn book. And it's called, Standing on the Promises of Christ my King, Through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, Standing on the promises of God. If you know it, stand and sing it. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Look, I want you to hear this today. When we stand on the promises of God, our hope is unshakable. Oh, the, the rains are going to come and the winds are going to blow, but we will not be shaken because we are standing on the promise of God that He will be with us no matter what. Aren't you ready to embrace Him, to accept Him, to hold on to Him as our anchor even now as we pray pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are any men or women or youth, young people that have never taken that anchor into their soul, which is Jesus, that this would be the day. Lord, if there are folks who have been on the verge of giving up, that today they would leave with renewed hope and, and they would leave with faith in Christ. Or Lord, maybe there is someone that's been looking for a a church home to love and to accept them and to help grow them and disciple them. Oh God, may we come to you today just as we are with our fears and our worries and our pride and our guilt and, and our mistakes and that we would accept your mercy and grace. Give us that boldness even now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We'd love to have you join us this Sunday at 8.30 or 11 a.m. For more information about our church and our ministries, go to forksbaptist.org.